What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And we are here with Season 1, Episode 19 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As always, we want to thank you for joining us. And along with me in the digital studio, we've got my man, the Food Max of Gaming, Trader Joe, a.k.a. Joe Fangul. What's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Good, good. Not much, not much. Also along with us in the studio, we have the Bay Area Terror himself, Dez, a.k.a. Nemo Cub. What's going on, my friend? Yeah, not much. Just happy to have you back, Kev. We missed you last week. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. And real quick, folks, I was not on, as uh, Desmond just mentioned, I was not on last week's show. Uh, we had a, a loss in the family. My brother-in-law passed away. Um so we were dealing with uh, the funeral and uh, being there to support the family. And uh, I, I didn't put this out on, on social media or anything anything like that. So nobody really outside of uh, the hosts of this show and uh, family were was aware of that. But I just wanted to acknowledge, uh, acknowledge that. And we've got some family members that listen to the show. And I just wanted to... Uh, uh, give a little acknowledgement uh, as to his passing. It was a, you know, he was a young man. He had a, had a son, grand grandchildren. Actually, he was a. It was unfortunate, but um, you know, folks, take that time to say to 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 say those I love yous to to. Uh, Acknowledge those members of your family because tomorrow is never promised. And uh, this is very, very much clear as to what happened with him. And also, just as a side note, folks, watch your health. Take care of your health. Um, Be mindful of uh, how we take care of our bodies. And I know I'm the wrong person to say that because I don't always, you know, (laughs) you just have to look at me to tell me. Not exactly super captain fitness, but uh, um, we have to be we have to be uh, aware, particularly as we get older, of the things that we put into our bodies and you know getting enough exercise and that that type of thing. He was a Eric was a good man. Uh, he knew Christ, so we know where he is uh, from an internal standpoint. But uh, just remember to take some time acknowledge take care of yourself and so that you can be around for um, hopefully for those family members and friends that uh, would would be would be left behind so uh, shout out to you Eric but uh, other than that uh, sorry for taking that uh, hard that hard right or would that be a hard right or a hard left I don't know but uh, <laughs> for taking that turn there. But um, folks, we've got some jolly good information about the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, But before we jump into that, I kind of want to know what you guys have been playing because I've been gone for a couple of weeks. So Des, why don't you let us know what what you've been playing uh, for these past 14 days or so? You know what I've been playing. You know what I've been playing. (laughs) Starts with a D, ends with an Estony. So yeah, that's and a numeral. And, oh my god, yes, it's um, it 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 des- oh destiny. I, I I gotta tell you, I have 
you know, yeah, that's what I've been playing. <laughs> uh, just, you know, beat the campaign, getting ready to do all these, um, what is it called? All the, all the like, milestones that you do every week. I mean, I tell you, that Destiny treadmill, you know, just it, it, once you get on it, you know, it's hard to get off. And I, and that's the thing. Like, I really enjoy, you know, my time with it. I play with you guys. I play with other listeners uh, from the podcast. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, it is, it, is such a, it is such a great game at this moment. And I have literally not played any other console games because, because of it. So just there you go. You know, um, beat it three times, getting ready to beat a fourth because I went a little crazy and deleted one of my characters and started over again. So just like, yay. <laughs> um, and yeah. Okay, uh, I, I, I got to ask this. Sure. Why did you delete a character? I don't like the way they looked. <laughs> that's ex- and, and that's the weird thing about it is because, like, you don't play Destiny for the aesthetics of your character. I mean, you, you do it for the armor and stuff like that, but the actual look of the characters, yeah, like, you know, I just, you know, anyway. So I've, no, I I didn't get rid of any of their stuff, though. Like, I put all their good stuff into the vault, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to do it over again. And then, you know, like, halfway through doing it over again, I was like, why am I doing this over again? It's just, <laughs> just, I don't know. It's just, it's just silly to me to, to do that. But, but I've so, been enjoying so it. So you're... You're running uh, uh, all three classes, then. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, uh, about a, about a couple of days ago, or earlier in the week, um, uh, people who who like play this game much more religious, religiously than I do realized that uh, they weren't seeing the gains like they used to have uh, in Destiny One, where you would you know uh, have a character of the same class, then you like run all the stuff get all the super good gear, put it into your vault, and then let that alt character wear it. That way you can kind of hopscotch power level. Um, but mm. I guess they found out that that doesn't really work that well in, um, in Destiny 2, I guess. Uh, one of the, um, one of the uh, uh, you know, the developers or whatever responded on Twitter, and they said they, they changed that because they didn't want people to feel like they had to run the same character, you know, multiple times. So... So your um, the the light values will stop will stop dropping super high because the game takes account as to how many characters you have of the same class and how many you know armors you have and stuff like that. So so I guess the game is much more intelligently designed. So so it encourages people to um, play different play different characters. So I was like, okay, that's great, you know, because I did that anyway. I was never the person that would make multiples of of the same character of the same character class. So um, so yeah. You know, but if you want to know why, ultimately why I did everything, you should listen to last week's um, last week's uh, um, uh, episode because I went into depth as to like the backstory of my characters. It's very silly, but yeah, sometimes you just you just add a little extra, a little extra to it. So, um, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's true. That's true. Um, and then the other game that I've been playing, and that's that's on my uh, 3ds, is still Monster Hunter. You know, stories. It's great. I really wish you'd play it, Joe. I really wish you'd play it. I really wish that you would just, because I, because I think, I think you and you know Rose, your wife, would would really enjoy it because it is everything that, um, I mean, it's even some of the even some of the um, the uh, some of the reviewers and some of the articles about it. It's like it's the best like Pokemon game you never knew you wanted to play. It, it is so much fun to run around and like and you think that the combat would be very stale because it's a paper rock scissors type of thing, but there's so much variance 
in the type of um, things that can happen within battle. Um, yes, I do wish they had more weapons instead of just four. Yes, I wish, you know, what weapon classes, you know, there's only uh, hammers, hunting horns, sword and shield, and and, um, and great swords, which is fine, you know, just add, that's why I think they're going to add a, if, if this game does well, we'll get like a Monster Hunter Stories 2, and we can and we can start building on this franchise, because the fact that you can go in and, and, you know, get all these different monsties and, and you know, evolve them it's it's a different it's not like a normal evolution like pokemon it's a little different but you can like get their genes you know and make them make them stronger and do all the stuff and you can like ultim uh you can like uh optimize them you know for your gameplay it just it's just the the game is really you know deep as far as what you can do and how you can do it so i, I just think yeah. you really really enjoy it but those well, those are the two games that i've been playing you know so i i will play it eventually like i said i mean my thing is that uh, i get like 15 minutes of breaks at work to play and it's like i don't think that 15 minutes is adequate for me to start a game you know i want to get a little bit more immersed in the game than just playing it for like you know 10 15 minutes to start with so i'm looking at you know maybe taking some time this weekend to boot her up uh, check her out and then kind of you know once i get the hook and once i know what i'm doing and if i could play in short burst i'll play it at work you which know you obviously can. which you can't you can you know because okay. you literally just like you can just you, you go it, it's a it's a open world game you just kind of run into different areas do what you got to do and you can run into like monster dens get some eggs and then you're done you know good it's deal just, the, the the game is as the game is as in depth as as you want to play it you know for the most part and that's what I love about it is I could spend hours in there just you know messing around with my monsters or I can you know or I can actually go and do the story you know I've just been grinding out it's just funny I've just been grinding out monsters because you can get monsters and then and like people will be like oh it's the same thing you just get monsters over and over again and it's like yeah you do but you use those monsters to make your other monsters stronger. You know, so it 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 it's a it's a grind that reinforces itself, which is like like it's it's like a self sustaining grind because you know once you once you get that that perfect monster with all the perfect attributes, you know, and and then you can like you can have your monsters do all different types of things, which is really cool depending on what genes you give it. So it's like you can have like ice, you know, particularly ice. Um, uh, monsties using fire and stuff like that, you know. It's Do you, just, are you able to store these? It's like yeah. in like in Pokemon. It's yeah. like uh, yeah, where you have, you have a, a banker. Yeah, you have a you have a thing called your. It's like a you have a, a feline, you know, who's uh, who basically handles all of your eggs. It's so cool. And then you just like you take like five monsties out at a time, and then you have which is your team, and you can switch them out. You can switch them off on the fly, you know, and during combat. It's just like Pokemon, except instead of, you know, it's, it's instead of like the this is the thing that, that I think is really cool. Instead of just, you know, you watching your 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 Pokemon fight, you are fighting alongside your monster. And it is just amazing. Like, it's just, it's just a lot of fun to watch that. You know, you're attacking, they're attacking, you're giving it commands. You know, you get on top, you get to ride it, you know, and do special moves. And the special moves look so cool. They're these like really like you know not a minute long it's like like 30 second you know animation of them doing something that is just so cool it's just a really good game you know it's definitely worth your time does it uh, stir your interest kevin or you could like you know 
going away for Monster Hunter World for your Monster Hunter fix. Yeah, you know, it I probably should check check that out. Though um, the demo, the demo is pretty meaty. Yeah, the demo is hilarious. Like I don't I didn't reach the end of the demo because I literally was just the, the demo is just the first stage and there's different areas. The game is a lot bigger than it looks. You know, that's that's one thing cuz you look at the map and you're like this looks really small, but it's actually it's pretty not you know, it's mm-hmm. and there's different regions and different areas you can go. It's just there's a lot of, you know, meat to the game and then finding people and the random monsters that kick your ass. And, you know, and then the forging quests. I love how they did the forging because like you run around, you can pick up everything. So the only thing that you make is the um, are the items, you know, like the like the the potions and the various things. That's the only thing you make. Everything else you uh, is a quest for. So all of the armors, all the weapons are um their quests so you get these forge quests and you and you go out into the wild and you have to kill a certain amount and gr- and you have to grind and get certain amounts of items to complete that set and then you take it back and then the guy says and you and you, and you complete it you know and then you get that armor set or that weapon set you know and then mm-hmm. there's there's all these synergies like if you're wearing the same which is kind of which is kind of weird when you think about it if you if you wear the same armor that matches your 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 monster then you get a synergy bonus, you know? It's just, there's all these really cool things. It's kind of weird, though, because you're wearing the skin of a fallen monster and you're riding that monster, so it's kind of <laughs> weird, you know? But it, it's just a fun game, It and I've been reading guides about it, and there's just so much more to it than I expected. And the story's pretty good, you know? It's not as, like, you know, it's it's not as, it's not as you know, childy or kitty as, as you think. You know, it's 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 a it's a Japanese game. You know, there's there's still a lot of funny stuff, but I um, I, mean, I I can't sing its praises enough. I really enjoy this game. I hope I'll they give check the, out the demo. Yeah, definitely check the out the su- demo. Oh, I'm sorry. No, good, Joe. What are you saying? Uh, I said I hope that Capcom gives the series another shot because um, it didn't sell up the expectations in Japan, and so um, just hoping that the you know maybe they'll do a Switch version and or. Uh, you know, if there's uh, maybe even a home console version of it, so I would I would actually buy this on Switch. Actually, that's that's how like devoted to the to, to this to the game that I am. Like, it was a really good game. It it really it outshined any of my expectations. I was very much like, wow, you know. Cause I, honestly, I was just like, oh, no, no, it's they're changing the formula. Do I really want to play an RPG version of this? And blah blah blah. And then I actually did, and I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> like wow. It's really good. I, I I I'll stop singing its praises. So Joe, what are you what are you playing? Uh, I've been busy at home and doing other things. So pretty much when I've gotten my time, you know, obviously I'm I'm mainlining. <laughs> like the rest probably of us. With, like the rest of us uh, with like maybe like a, a plastic or a rubber band around my like you know forearm. I'm just injecting Destiny straight in my veins right now. So um basically i've been playing uh my warlock i've pretty much got my titan up to where i completed the game i think i'm at light level like uh 229 and in fact last night my warlock is up to 229 so i got two characters with about the same light level to play with on there and then the raise up of course so i'm going to be uh working with both to open up a new um areas obviously i haven't done the um 
the thing to open up uh, Cage Sixes and the uh, patrols. There you go. I'm trying to think in my mind what, what I was thinking of. So, also, I haven't run any strikes yet. So, uh, pretty much, I'm, I'm at infancy mode with two different characters. Um, because of the other show, I'm on Gamer Husbands Radio. You know, uh, Kevin is an ex host of that show as well. Um, I gave into my uh, urges. And uh, I bought an Xbox One version of Destiny 2, so <laughs> and that's that's arriving later on today. So I'm thinking about doing a Hunter on there to kind of even up my threesome on there. Hell, I could even run a Hunter on PS4 at some point if I really wanted to. So, so I'm just looking to extract maximum value out of the game. So. <laughs> And it just seems like it's it's the game to play right now. Um, our our um, clan is looking good. We've gotten some few members, and we're kind of going to be working with who we have in our clan, plus probably a few others, listeners of the show, like you know Jason Surgeon Fire, to uh, see about the, he could help us through the raid for the first time. You know, kind of taking a look at that. But we definitely need to get our light levels up first. So, oh yeah, on that uh, power is it power, power or light. It's power, right? I believe it's power, right? Okay. Yeah. So I keep thinking that maybe it's going to change on me or something. It's like I guess it. So we guess we're so used to calling it light. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as far as anything else up in my world, well, the GameStop uh, Power Awards Elite came out, so I upgraded. So inject that in my veins as well. They were joking with me at my local GameStop. It's like, you know, it makes out of any of our customers, you make the most perfect sense for you to upgrade. And it's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Stroking you. <laughs> yeah. Give me like, you know, all this uh, collectibles stuff. And, you know, they, they do me good. They do me good there. They, they, want, do. Them, they want them surveys. <laughs> of course they do. They're like, Joe, it's Joe. Hey, Joe's here. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, put my uh, kids through school. Nah, not 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 with the salary they pay those guys. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much been my week, though. That's been it. That's been it. Well, for me, uh, folks, the the wonderful, long and completely enjoyable journey of Persona Five has come to an end. I finished the game. And without question, this is this is going to be my game of the year. It's it's just phenomenal. Um, the good thing about finishing this game after putting in something after a little more of the over three hundred plus three hundred plus hours into it is that I'm actually freed up to attack my backlog, and uh, I'm beginning to start some of that but i actually actually wound up going and checking out some newer games that i'd picked up but haven't really haven't had a chance to play uh first up that i played was river city super sports challenge it is one of those uh, river city kunio kun games that i'm absolutely crazy crazy over uh standard 8-bit style beat em up you know, for those who remember River City Ransom on the 8-bit Nintendo. I have to say, though, I'm a little underwhelmed with it. Um, I don't know if it's because I've been playing uh, Underground, and Underground is just so freaking good that this game just doesn't 
stack up. It's, um, and I can't put, I, I can kind of sort of put my hand on it. I, I know what it is. The move sets are very limited. And that's really not, River City Ransom has always been kind of limited in that aspect as, you know, you punch, kick, and you can do a couple of different fancy moves. That's, that's the, that's the core gameplay of it. But I think I've been spoiled on Underground. Uh, I, I really hope Underground comes to console. Like I'm probably going to keep saying that forever and a day uh, because Underground is so freaking good. But uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it uh, a little more time to gestate and get a little further in the game. Uh, it's just kind of been the gameplay. Just kind of feels a little shallow to me, uh, which. Uh, it's a little unfo- little unfortunate. Uh, on the other hand, on the 3DS side, I'm playing River City uh, Tokyo Rumble, and I'm ab- it's absolutely fantastic. And it has a, a fair kind of sort of a limited move set as well. But I don't know for whatever reason, they, I think the gameplay is much better on Tokyo Rumble than it is in Super Sports Challenge. So uh, I'll give Super Sports a little more time, and we'll see we'll see how that goes. On the other, another game I, well, another game I tried to play was Sniper Elite 3, but my copy of Sniper Elite 3 does not work. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does not work. Um, I put the disc in and my PlayStation says, uh, please insert a, uh, a, what is it? A readable PlayStation disc. So this was a used copy that I got from GameStop. Uh, gosh, it's, it's a long time ago. And uh, I looked. I looked at the back. Of, looked on the disc. Couldn't find anything. But on the right, at the edge of the disc, and right at the where the where the circular hole is, there is a very small scratch. And they're both they're both lined up perfectly so it's like something got some kind of way something got scratched or cracked on the actual disc itself and i think that's the problem so i'm gonna go try to get it buffed out um i'll see if i'll see if i can get it get it buffed uh if 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 that doesn't work i'll just chalk it up for because i i didn't pay all that much for it and it's long past its return uh, you could always trade it back in, ha ha ha. But that's nah, karma. That's nah, karma. Nah, nah. <laughs> wow, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. No, well, gonna do maybe that. test it in our playstations. Maybe it works in ours and not in yours for some reason. So, well, that that would that doesn't make because I I threw in several other games and they all the, the disc read perfectly and none it's of the them disc. have that little scratch. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned on the outer, on the right, very fine scratch on the outer edge, and also on the on the inner ring, right where you would, uh, where the where it sits in the spool. So a little disappointed in that because I want to check out, uh, get into the Sniper Elite because I don't have four yet. But the other game I played was uh, Everybody's Golf. Uh, not very, not very far in it, but I'm as far as creating my character and playing through the first course and this game is phenomenal it is it is so good it is arcadey golf no, nothing sim about it whatsoever if you grew up playing say um nintendo golf uh, if you remember that from the 8-bit uh from the 8-bit era 
everybody's golf, which is a long history on the PSP, PlayStation, on the, on the PlayStation Portable family for the most part, um, also came out. And it used to be it used to be known as Hot Shots Golf. Uh, also on the PlayStation Three, just a very fun arcadey golf game. And everybody's golf just has even more options. You're doing more than golfing. There's there's cart racing, and I haven't unlocked all that stuff yet. But there's cart racing, hang gliding, fishing, all that's going to be all that's done on these uh, on the golf course. Uh, it's just a really cool game. It is a really cool game. So uh, it's. But I got I got it for um, it's it's a budget title if I'm not mistaken. Well, it's not full retail. It's forty bucks retail. Yeah, so. forty bucks. Okay, yeah. so you know if it's you got a Best Buy games game uh, gamers club, you're gonna get another twenty percent off of that. So definitely, if you're from if you like arcade golf games, if you like grew up playing Nintendo golf, as I said before, definitely check this game out. It is freaking awesome. It's also available at Redbox for people that are on the fence too. So, mm. in fact, uh, <laughs> I was looking at a, a thread on the uh, Reddit GameStop thread, and it seems like some of the Redbox copies have <laughs> been traded into GameStop. I think one GameStop they showed they had like seventy copies in stock. So wow, <laughs> used, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know it's scandalous, yeah. <laughs> Empty those red boxes. <laughs> Trade them in. It's you see, see people are, are gonna keep screwing stuff around and and kind of take a good thing and yep. screw it up for everybody. Because I, I tell you, red box, the red box uh, near where I live typically has as new games come out, they typically get them. Uh, in short order, and I just hope that there's a way that some kind of method that they can counter this or this 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 ne'er do wellism when it comes to Redbox because it's it's a good thing that somebody's the people are going to screw up for the overwhelming majority of folks that just want to utilize the service legitimately. So, so hopefully they can put the kibosh on that uh, on that funky funky thievery. <laughs> but folks uh we've we're going to be talking about uh tokyo game show in our main event uh for those who don't know this the equivalent is the japanese e3 it is a major gaming uh conference where the focus obviously is on the japanese market and as a Big fan of Japanese games, as, I, as I'd say all three of us are. Uh, this is just as exciting for us uh, as it is as we are, as E3 is normally for everybody else. Which is really kind of cool because, and I would love to be able to go. Um, I know that's kind of a like a pipe dream because you know it is in Japan, but you know, stranger things are possible, I guess. So. You never know, you know, you might uh, save up enough pennies, you know, and cheap flights. I mean, I think it would be fun, you know. I think it would be fun, yeah. I always, you know, romanticize, you know, about going to Japan, and I just think spending, you know, a whole bunch of time at, you know, that event would be so cool. Like, and I just want to know, like, what what it would be like, you know. Is it 
Is it like that? I've seen the 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 um the what is it? I've seen the the, the pictures from the event and and stuff like yeah. that. But I just wonder, like like what what would the swag look like, and you know, and what and what would the like just like like and it's open to the public, right? It's not just you know. Yeah, there's there's like a press day, and then uh, there's three days of public, and uh, uh, from what I heard, it gets uh, quite crowded in there too. So. Well, I would assume so. I mean, this is yeah. like again, it's like it's like like Kevin said, it's like the E3, you know, of Japan, or or like which came first, by the way, you think Tokyo Game Show or E3? Like that'd be kind of. Uh, no, Tokyo Game Show has been in place for quite a bit of time. In fact, even prior, I mean, I'm kind of curious myself as far as how long it's been in existence. But Oh, you, know, you hear that, folks? Crack internet research going on right now. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here. But um, but I think it would be kind of cool. You know, um, I think it would be kind of you know interesting trying to see all these games and then, and then kind of lament the fact that, like, like more than half of them probably won't be coming to America, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, I, I kind of explained more that uh, as Tokyo and Japan's game market's shrinking, uh, the Western audience is uh, way more important, and it's a lot more geared towards a worldwide angle versus just a Japan angle as of late on there, which to me is a good thing. You know, yeah. I don't have to sit here and question if a game's going to get released in, you know, Europe and Japan. I mean, Europe and United States on there uh, that I know that most of these games, unless it's an MMO or something like, you know, uh, a.k.a. Dragon Quest 10 or Fantasy Star Online 2, that the game's going to um, get a release as long as it's uh, um, financially viable for them to be able to translate into English on there. So like I would like I think we should do a do a thing, um, a show about translation. You know, what is it? You know, really do some internet research about like you know what is it that really you know is the is the real reason why certain things won't come to um the u.s you know whether it's or, or out of I, I wouldn't say come to the u.s but just leave you know japan you know is it is it the the translation is it the fact that i don't think that they'd be able to move a certain copies is it all of it you know, what do you guys think? You know, who, who are listening? Do you think that was something you like to like? For, for, you would like us to investigate, or do you have any extra, you know, thoughts about that? Because I mean, honestly, you know, if it's an RPG, they got to translate all that text, you know, or you know, be, given the market how it is now, it has to be dialogue. So that would mean you know, re-recording all of that in in English, uh, which is a cost. And then, you know, having said that. Uh, what about uh, you know promotion, you know, and 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 things like that? Like, are are those all things that just kind of make it harder? Like, I'm assuming it's all of it, but like, I would love to know what the defining factor is, you know, because I've always like, because like you you get Famitsu, I you know I've read you know I read, but I've looked through other pictures of Famitsu, and I'm always like, you know, oh this game would be amazing, or this game looks really cool. Why isn't it coming out here? Or blah blah blah. And, you know, I'm always, always just kind of wondered about that. You know, um, and and while it's sad that their market is shrinking, you know, part of me is kind of happy because it means we're going to get to play all these games that we 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 might not been able to. So, mm -hmm. so did you guys get a chance to check out the uh, the Sony the the PlayStation conference there or any of the live streams that that uh, took place post that? Joe, did you? 
Um, I had a busy week, and so um, I've checked out the news stories. I've watched a few videos, but uh, usually I sit down and um, watch the whole thing from beginning to end without getting any sort of outside uh, thing. I want to get my own take, and unfortunately, I didn't have the time to do it this time. But uh, I've gotten kind of enough information from all the little bullet points and from the different websites I've gone to to kind of get an idea of what what's gone on. So yeah. I, I hate to I say. Was- I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're busy well, the only guy. reason I was able to do it, I watched the PlayStation one, and uh, it was because I didn't have to work the next day. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting in comparison to if you look at how a, a PlayStation conference in Tokyo runs, and I have a, I have a disc from... Um, what is it? Two, what was that? 2002, 2003 of E3. And if you watch the Sony conference then and you watch the Sony conference from TGS, it's a little bit different, but the core, the, the core presentation is kind of like the same. Uh, Sony has really taken a, a, a really Western flow in its in its US and and European uh press conferences that that they're still kind of like drab <laughs> when you look at them uh when you look at the at the TGS ones because there's there's very little and I, and it just has to and it's just cultural there's very little crowd feedback there's very little um uh hype i guess from the stamp from the the executive on stage is very bullet point to bullet point fact to fact we're going to show you this video and please please look forward to playing this game that that's kind of like the formula the formula that you're going to get i you know i i i think it's kind of interesting and cool just uh, just seeing those uh those those that dynamic but uh um I know for me, and I'll just I'll just say this, and we're going to go into much deeper uh, context of what TGS. I think today is the last day of the show, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And we're recording on September 23rd. Um, the things that that the 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 things that stuck out for me for uh, for the most part, as particularly as someone who was not a big fan of the series uh a couple of different times that i played it was monster hunter world and monster hunter world just seems to become more and more exciting every time they they show off something new and at the um on, on the playstation presser they showcased a couple of different monsters i don't know if they're new to the series or not but they're new they're additions to uh what you're going to be confronting and the neat thing that uh, that i'm picking up from monster world um it kind of talked a little bit about it in the presentation but it's they went into in depth in other articles after the presser is that there's like a whole working ecosystem in monster hunter world like you know hatchlings are being fed and and monsters are hunting other creatures for food and you're kind of in injecting yourself into this this almost what seems like a working um 
uh, a working ecosystem. I think that's freaking cool. Uh, you're going to be picking up on patterns of different monsters. And I, I, I understand that there's the patterns are, are how you typically fight uh, some of these, some fight these creatures in, in, in the series, but you're going to be taking into, con, into consideration, you know, uh, movements, whether there's young, whether there's, I don't know if they're going to go in, in depth as like mating seasons or whatnot, but, I really like the angle that they're taking with this game. Um, some of the things that have been a hindrance for me with with regards to Monster Hunter uh, looks like they're being addressed and built upon without changing the core function of what makes people who are drawn to Monster Hunter, you know, Monster Hunter fans. So I like that. So Monster Hunter is just like becoming one of my my most and and one of my most anticipated games, but <laughs> without a doubt, my most anticipated game that they show, and maybe for next year, uh, I'm about ready to say it is is Fist of the North Star. It's Fist looks absolutely bat crap crazy, and the fact that it's being done by the guys that are uh, working that have worked on the Yakuza series, and they're bringing that that formula into fist is freaking awesome. The moves of the, the it's, it's very brutal, you know, hitting dudes in the face, their heads blowing up. That's fist. And I can't wait to play that freaking game. <laughs> it looks so good. Uh, so that, that, those are the, those are the, the, the two games in particular that stood out to me. But uh, we've got a whole host of in, a host of information coming out of TGS. So, Trader Joe, why don't you uh, let the folks in on that? Okay, and um, wanting to cover everything, we're kind of kind of go back and forth. We're not going to go in like sequential order of the PlayStation uh, TGS presser per se, but just kind of kind of cover um, you know all the information that I feel is necessary from the show to kind of good kind of go over and uh, review and that kind of thing so and obviously you guys let me know i mean we'll riff off this and uh kind of let you know the listeners as far as how we feel about certain games being announced and whatnot but uh uh first off let's kind of talk about the uh, game that uh pretty much probably would be considered the game of the show, which would be Monster Hunter World on there. Um, they did announce uh, during the Sony Play press conference that the game will be released worldwide on January 26, 2018 on there. Um, uh, obviously, they didn't announce at that press conference. It's also coming out for Xbox One on the same date in the U.S. and Europe, but uh, indeed it is. And so also a PC release will be following at a later date on there. Um more details that came out, they unveiled a quite sexy-looking PlayStation 4 Pro with a Monster Hunter World um, monster uh, emblazoned on the system, along with a burgundy controller with Monster Hunter World markings, which looks very, very cool. I don't know if I know we talked about a little bit that uh, 
if that's something that we're going to be purchasing. I know Desmond, you just mentioned something about that. Uh, that kind of looked a little bit uh, appeasing, per se, quote unquote. It did. I mean, not going to lie, it did. You know, it's like it might be the the reason why I get a pro. I mean, at this point, we're just trying to you know see if it's going to be coming out here, you know, in the U.S. or in Europe, which I think it will be. I mean, I just you know you can't have you know that pop out and be like you know oh sorry you can't get yeah. it <laughs> you know no they're not gonna do that you know well push comes to shove you could always import it but then now my god that probably will cost a lot more i'm not than, gonna do that Just yeah fyi i'm not gonna do that <laughs> it's the uh, leo Leus edition it's the new creature that's um on the system on there at least that's what they're calling the uh, playstation 4 pro version of that so um, also, they talked about a uh, collector's edition for Monster Hunter World as well, which is going to retail for $149.99 on there. Uh, the collector's edition will include uh, a physical co- copy of the game, a uh, voucher for additional customizable options from the digital deluxe edition, which is a samurai set skin, uh, three gestures, two sticker sets, and an extra face paint and hairstyle option for the hunter, which um, I know, Desmond, with your love of character customization is probably going to be a must on there um a 32 page hardcover art book i hate that it is uh, but yes i just like uh 40 that's a lot of money no <laughs> like, i know but to that, indulge that's, myself that's a lot of money no that's from the digital deluxe edition which is a cheaper version of the game oh, okay. yeah and then um they also have a high quality uh, flagship monster statue and a digital uh, soundtrack code on there and i thought really hard about buying this uh gamestop's the only retailer in at least in the u.s that it's exclusive to gamestop so you're not going to get your wonderful 20 percent with gamers club unlock with best buy or with amazon on there so uh, 150 bucks <laughs> guy yeah yeah um the kind of thing that threw me over the edge at least a little bit i uh, asked my wife if she wanted to play the game we've played the game before together in the past and because of that fact, I did go ahead and pre-order the um, digital version at GameStop instead of uh, being able to pick that up. Now, there is a digital deluxe edition, though, and I made a, a terrible mistake now that I'm looking over the news is that I just pre-ordered the um, vanilla copy of the game. The digital deluxe edition is a $70 edition of the game that will include those additional customizable options that I mentioned uh, earlier in the collector's edition. You know, the samurai set skin, the three gestures, two sticker sets, so on and so forth on there. And you also, on the PS4, get 14 weapon-themed PSN avatars as well on there. So, And that's available digitally available for pre-order in the store for 70 bucks on there so that looks like especially if you're looking to game share do what you're going to do because especially with me and my wife um i have the playstation 4 in my living room set up as being my main so anyone that um plays off your main ps4 can also share the same content like especially if you have a family kids and that kind of thing so it just works out great in that way that way i don't have to buy two copies of the game uh, for both myself and my wife i could go with my other PlayStation 4 and just play in my game room, which is not set up as my main. As long as I log in, I'm able to still access all my content. So it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I, mean, I almost wish I could, I could like do that with one of you guys. Cause my wife has not been playing games as of late. So, but you know, if you find a good friend of yours, a good buddy that's willing to like, you know, half the cost of buying digitally, 
you could basically sit there and even though we know I know it's not as uh, cheap as like buying from Best Buy or Amazon or whatnot, you know, really and truly, if you guys are equally half and half buying new new content, basically the cost of your new game is not going to be sixty bucks. It's going to be thirty bucks, basically, when you really think about it. So, so. So that's that's a good option. I hate for going on the tangent there, but uh, Monster Hunter World looks very cool on there. Um, as far as other aspects of the game that got kind of got over, there's numerous videos out there. Just in case if you guys want to check it out, it looks like Capcom took the time to actually uh, put the voiceovers in English on the videos too on there. So definitely check that out. Um, the one thing I wasn't sure of that I got confirmed in the game that there is indeed Palicos in the game. And, and, um, if you weren't aware the, um, character creation in the game is going to be quite extensive actually. So I saw that they did a whole day when it was nothing but that not, not, not the whole day, but they, they gave a huge, uh, thing about it and i was like yes this is what i want and you can and you can uh you can um customize and build your own um kitties too so i was like yay so yeah yeah uh, this this game has just got everything i want so yeah and the, their character once you create it will be the same character that's in the cutscenes as well which is kind of to that's me nice. very immersive and uh important on there so um there's also others, you know, exploration. There's, uh, you know, crafting, of course, in the game, uh, eating, you know, and, you know, obviously the creatures that you find. This is a full-blown-on Monster Hunter game with the depth of the ga- previous games on the 3DS and on the PSP on there. You're even able to um, craft Palico equipment for your cat companion on there i wasn't able to see and i don't know if you guys have seen this in in a feature on the game whether you're able to play as the palico or not i don't know i don't know i don't think so i think, uh, he's, I think he's just your helper yeah i don't think so because it's with the uh, monster hunter 4 uh, ultimate i believe you're able to actually do a side quest and play as the palico on there but uh i'll have to check and see but uh Definitely, you know, while they were working on, you know, Monster Hunter Generations and uh, Generations 2 or XX Double Cross, um, the main producer of Monster Hunter 4 was working on World. And so they've been working on this game quite a bit of time on there. And they decided to do what they're going to do on this. And I think uh, this is probably the best move for the Monster Hunter series to actually get the game out of the portable uh, genre and get it on back onto the main consoles again on there. I've enjoyed quite a bit playing Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U. And I was, you know, like I said before in podcast past, um, with 4 uh, Ultimate and then also with Generations being stuck on portable, that uh, uh, I very much enjoyed like taking my save game on the go and then bringing it back home, just like kind of how it works with the Switch. Surprise, surprise <laughs> on that. So, um, but you know, take a look for the game. The game is uh, quite excellent. It's probably the game once it does come out that my Destiny 2 gameplay is probably going to like you know cease to function or you know as far as uh, see how Destiny is at that time. But uh, well, what about you? Uh, Anyone else want to comment about Monster Hunter World at all? As the far best, as your... the best thing about it is the fact that it is a worldwide release. I think that yeah. is the 
the best thing you know that that could ever happen you know to monster hunter um is the fact that we don't have to wait for localization or anything it's just it's just out you know worldwide release for that game is is a godsend and i think that's going to go a long way into solidifying it um and it's coming out so much sooner than 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 anyone expected it's like like four months so i cannot wait to you know go go monster hunting with you guys like that's just yeah like i'm so excited for that you know it's just it's been missing it's been missing yeah i've been kind of grateful too that they decided to go and release it for the xbox one also as well that way um because i think that's the first release of the monster hunter series for that console and so it's good that if, you know if there's someone that is strictly just a microsoft uh dedicated gamer um hopefully it does go over well on their uh side of the fence on there so on there i know with you buying an xbox one x and everything kevin i don't know if you were thinking about getting it on the xbox one or you're gonna no. stick no. no okay well what if what is if it... like when your nephew starts playing it or something you gonna yeah. um there's there's only so many hours in the day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you that's go. pretty much what it boils down to. There's only so many hours in the day, and um, my nephews are kind of well. The my oldest nephew might be interested in Monster Hunter. That I don't know, but the younger one, this might be a little bit too in depth mm-hmm. for him. So oh, okay. Uh yeah, uh, pretty much all he's been talking about the younger one has been is Destiny Two and Star Wars Battlefront Two. Okay, those are the two games that have his 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 undivided attention. Or or I don't think he doesn't have Destiny Two yet, but that's probably going to be a Christmas gift. Um, Hope you're not listening. So, <laughs> Sorry. No, he he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> listen. <No. laughs> he does he, he does his dad doesn't want him to have. Uh, podcast access just yet so um so yeah those are the only two that i'll be i'll be i'll be uh double dipping on but i am very much looking forward to uh monster hunter world is the top contender for my most anticipated for next year uh pretty much sharing the same space as uh fist so yeah, and, and this is coming from someone who has not been all that inclined to, uh, not all that into Monster Hunter in its prior rendition. So uh, I think that's uh, saying a lot. I, I hope that once you do play the game that you are maybe picking a little bit. I know sometimes when you play a new game, especially if you're not digging it, that you know, I know that uh, sometimes it's okay. Get this out of my way. I am just <laughs> done with the kind of thing. But it, it does take some time. It, the gameplay sometimes it's, it's, it kind of has to marinate a bit uh, for all the systems to kind of get a better understanding of how the game plays and everything. So on there, and I know they streamlined it through the years. If you were starting with Monster Hunter on the PS2, God, that game was just so. Um, uh, I would say just like wall difficulty and just trying to figure out everything on the fly and not having any online facts and being able to, you know, it's not exactly the most, uh, cause that the original monster hunter, you did your motions with the, uh, second analog stick with the, with the, uh, right analog stick. And so you know, instead of you hitting a button to, um, 
move your weapon, you're actually using the second analog stick to do motions on there. So that, fun fact, you know, fun fact. Yes. So that was the uh, that was the first um, online game multiplayer game I played online. Was oh wow! First, yeah, it was the first one, and I was like, "What is this magicalness of playing with other people remotely? What is going on?" It was just like, "Wow, <laughs> so silly." Just in retrospect, it's like, "Come on," you know. But that was the first one, and then the second one was uh, Fantasy Star Online. But it was just hilarious being like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> the wonderment of online play on the console side is just like crazy. So, um, and then. Since you did mention it, Kevin, um, uh, one of the games we are looking forward to is uh, Hokotu Ga Goku, uh, which is the basically Fist of the North Star. Uh, the the name, the Japanese name, uh, kind of plays on the fact that it's done by the developers of the Yakuza series. So, on there. So, but uh, what they talked about on that game, obviously they had trailer for it. Uh, gameplay is looking good. I, you, I believe you had a chance to watch other. Um, gameplay snippets from the show right kevin i i watched gameplay snippets from the from the show and i also watched a live stream of gameplay okay uh which was the the main focus was combat and the combat is is awesome it you're the system that they have in place is a variant of yakuza so you're able to fight multiple opponents at the same time switching from uh, manually switching from uh, target to target so you're not forced to deal with the 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 what is commonly used as you know the person closest to you is the immediate threat you're able to kind of bounce seamlessly from one target to another target the all the the um uh, classic moves are there, you know, you're punching guys, hitting guys, you know, the thumb and the eardrums and the, <laughs> the, the, head, the head blows up. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it all takes place in this um, kind of like this post-apocalyptic Las Vegas uh, type of place. Yeah, it's, it's and, called Eden. Uh, Eden, yeah. The City uh, of Miracles, quote-unquote, so... And you're able to take on uh, jobs and do uh, do work, so it's very much in, very much uh, influenced by the Yakuza series. Uh, just as uh, uh, Kazuma Kiryu could take on different tasks and jobs to earn money to progress the main storyline, that's what uh, Ken is going to be doing. You'll be able to take on jobs and. Uh, you know, running, you know, protect, protecting certain people, taking out certain people. And I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> it just looks so good. If you didn't know, Kevin, you, there's actually a, a buggy racing game built into the game. And so you can collect various Lord. materials. <laughs> you can customize and upgrade your buggy by upgrading your buggy. Its exploration range will also expand on there. So you also can participate in rally races held in the wasteland. And you can get various rewards for racing your buggy <laughs> out there. Oh, so. that's awesome. Um, there's a bartending mini game too, uh, where uh, Kenshiro becomes a bartender and serves customers. So you have to serve alcohol in response to the situation and the problems of various customers that show up at the bar. So obviously you got to be the best bartender possible <laughs> <laughs> on there. So uh, they also, also bust people's heads open. You know, the, what kind of tip is this? 
there, there is a mini game where you play at an old baseball field in the wasteland by using an iron pole. You can hit a home run by using the bike riding scoundrels that come your way as balls. So basically you're swatting away uh, minions on bikes and uh, basically being able to swing away and hit a home run with them. This is like mm. the Fist of the North Star version of the batting cages in, in Yakuza. So, mm. And then they also have a mini game called Kenshiro Clinic. And so this is when Kenshiro wears a white robe and cures people by the way of pressure point treatment. <laughs> so it's a rhythm action mini style game where you have to press the buttons with good timing, like a quick time event to skillfully treat the patient on there. So I wonder some... if you mess it up, they blow up. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, says some of the patients that come to the clinic are scoundrels. They're um, evil. So in order to keep the peace and eating, their treatment is necessary. So <laughs> imagine what <laughs> treatment might there be. So, okay. All right. And then also there, there is a, um, Bouncer minigame. This is Black Suit Kenshiro. The nightclub is a symbol of Eden's life, nightlife and one of its great, greatest amusement facilities. At the nightclub, Kenshiro will don the black suit, protect the nightclub's proceeds and public order until the very end. So you got to deal with the drunks, of course. And uh, obviously, Kenshiro has to deal with them in the way that only he will be able to <laughs> deal with them on there. So that's another uh, side game that you could participate in and then also you know just like every other yakuza game you're able to play a retro game of some sort uh you're able to um if you find the parts in the wasteland you could excavate a game machine in the game cabinet and play uh the um fist in the north star version the sega master system version of fist of the north star <laughs> in the game itself so nice so I mean, all those little touches on there. Um, obviously, it's just the point that uh, you know they have not announced this game yet for the U.S. Hopefully, that's rectified by uh, maybe a um, PlayStation Experience announcement on there would be like something to kind of throw up there on there. And I think Sony has always worked with um, Sega and Atlas uh, as far as you know they've been kind of the impetus to keep the Yakuza series alive, you know, because obviously Yakuza 5 was not going to get released for PS3 and barely got released like a few years later as a digital release on there. So I am, it's a good bet. And obviously I'm not going to be able to go to Las Vegas and bet whether <laughs> Fist of the North Star gets announced for uh, U.S. in December, but it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good guess. It's a good guesstimated guess in my opinion, so. On that. So, anything more on Fist, you guys? Pretty much, I know we're all excited for it. No? Yeah, I think you covered it. Good deal. Next game. This is a game that uh, uh, I have grown to love uh, on there. Earth Defense Force 5 has a firm release date for Japan. It's going to be released on December 7th, 2017. On there, they showed more uh, gameplay trailer footage on there. Um, obviously, it's going to support both single player and multiplayer on there um keep in mind that then there's no u.s release for this game as of yet but d3 the publisher which if you don't fun fact d3 is basically owned by namco bandai on there um that 
they have always released English trailers of all the uh, trailers that have been coming out on the Japanese side on there. So that's a good kind of telltale sign that it's a point of inevitability that this game will be released in the U.S. at some point. Hopefully the same company that did the translation last time with the over-the-topness and the hilarity of the English voiceovers will kind of work <laughs> on EDF5 proper on there. And also in Japan, they announced a EDF5 season pass, believe it or not, a season pass. So um, on there, the people do that do purchase the season pass will get uh, more than seven additional weapons that do not appear in the main story. That includes weapons, vehicles, and support equipment. On there, plus there is some exclusives, including the um, Pale Wing, which is a human-like balloon. It's like it acts like a um, decoy on there, and this is the stuff that was also included uh, with no extra charge in EDF 4.1. So, on there, and then there's other benefits uh, to buying the game. Of course, there's a exclusive uh, wing diver suit on there and weapons. And they have dec- a bunch of different exclusive decoys, too, which uh, pretty much are, uh, like, featuring other D3 games in Japan, like a lot of the uh, hostess games, uh, the singing games on there. So I'm probably not doing it justice, but these are the games that never get released here in the U.S. as far as <laughs> um, because of the fact that, you know, who wants to play a uh, uh, singing Japanese hostess game, you know, it's like you know, be able to go up on stage and do a little dancer routine. I don't know, could be fun. It might be fun, yeah. Okay. And there's also an exclusive weapon called the Volcanic Cracker. So, <laughs> figure that out. That's for the wing diver on there. So, so all in all, though, EDF five, it's on its way, December seventh on there. I don't know if I'm tempted to. The, buy the Japanese version or not? I'm gonna wait to see, maybe for TG and uh, TGS for uh, um, PlayStation Experience to see if there's any sort of announcement on that. But another thing that kind of was surprising about EDF2 is that you know we talked about the uh, 4.1 Wing Diver uh, Bullet Hell shooter that's getting announced for um, that's coming out for PlayStation 4 in Japan on PSN on there. There's also another. EDF game, and the EDF game is called uh, Iron Rain on there, and so um, that's being developed by the team called Yukes, if you're familiar with their work. They're a long-standing Japanese developer. They mainly have developed a lot of WWE games. They've developed, like, the... Um, they had some wrestling games in the past, and I'm trying to think of the name of them, but... Uh, Didn't they do but, Rumble Roses? No, they did not do Rumble Roses. That's Konami, sir. So, oh, Konami. Oh. yeah, yeah, no, um, no. But they did a number of games uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling back in the day, and that's what got um, pretty much uh, at the time THQ's attention for them to start developing uh, for the uh, SmackDown series on there. So, and so to this day, they also work with uh, uh, 2K as far as the, helping to develop the uh, WWE series. So, but. Uh, they're actually getting a chance to develop something else above and beyond what they usually do by developing a um, Earth Defense Force game. This is called Earth Defense Force Iron Rain on there. It's coming out for PlayStation 4 on there. Um, basically, they are working on a new experience for it. Uh, the trailers are out in English, just in case you do want to check that out on there. What they kind of explain what it is, it's a slightly more serious um 
rendition of this game. Imagine if it was more like, you know, where you know, God forbid that you have a thousand giant ants, you know, like as far as, um, you know, maybe getting that more of that, like almost like that, like where you're being just surrounded and like, you know, just like, you know, being able to like, you know, treat it a little bit more seriously at least. So from, the, the, from the gameplay that I saw it, it didn't, I mean, the ants were there, but it, it, it didn't seem to be. It seemed like the, there was a little bit more trying to build a little more scale into the enemies that you're dealing with. There's, yeah, there it, like it seemed to be more. They kind of scaled back the num the the numbers of enemies, so they could focus more on the detail of the enemies and the environments themselves. So there seemed to be a lot more attention being given uh, your environment than in the traditional EDF. It could be wrong, but uh, that's that's just the sense that I got from it. Yeah, uh, I was kind of reading over a gameplay impressions uh, news story from someone that was actually at TGS, and they stated that uh, that the enemies were very much more aggressive on there. They felt a little bit more tension on there. They're trying to just survive on there. And, um, you know, they kind of talked about in the regular EDF games because of all the power ups and other things that you grab in the environment that, you know, it's more of a more, I would hate to say casual cause EDF is not exactly casual, but, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, basically they're saying that uh, it felt like it had a little bit more weight uh, to the gameplay as well on there. That uh, that the tension between you and the giant monsters and giant uh, creatures that you're fighting had a little bit more uh, in-depth feeling to it. Meaning that you know it's like you're sitting there wiping your brow afterwards because you know you think that you know after after getting done that it had a little bit more of a oomph per se. So. So we'll have to see, you know, as far as when this game does come out. It's coming out sometime in 2018. Um, if it does get a release also in the U.S., we'll have to see on there. I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, what's your impressions of it, Desmond? Did you get a chance to check anything out? I did, and I'm, I'm going to be playing it. EDF. <laughs> EDF. EDF. <laughs> yeah, that, I just remember playing it with all you guys. And it's just giant insects. Just such a silly concept, but it's a lot of fun. You know, For and sure. blowing up and blowing up buildings indiscriminately, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> because you're trying to help the people, <laughs> quote unquote. You know, I'm here to help people. Love it. All right, and then another game that kind of got um, showcased at the PlayStation press conference, uh, the TGS press conference, was Dynasty Warriors Nine on there. So the game is coming out worldwide and uh beginning of uh, 2018 on there there's no exact date uh on there but it's going to be a playstation 4 exclusive in japan on there but uh for the western and european territories it's also going to be coming out for uh, PlayStation, um, playstation 4 windows and xbox one on there so and one thing that uh there was an interview with the studio at the show and they're talking about the fact that uh, this is kind of a, a new uh, gameplay aspect of this game is that just the fact that they made it open world and then kind of felt like they needed to switch things up. They felt that the game was getting kind of a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say stale, but, you know, it's a four, 
feeling that they really need to reinvent what the game is on there. And so by going open world, um, they're definitely making it up to the point where it's going to really change how the game plays on there. Um, if you need to go from one place to another, the game's about 500 meters wide on there. It's about two kilometers wide in real life on there. So as far as going from one uh, place in the map to the other, as far as walking through the entirety of the map on there. So, and you're able to swim in the game. You're able to, you know, obviously traverse through the environments in such a way um, that it just feels significant on there. So, and, and basically, Dynasty Warriors 9 will help let players explore all of China on there. And they use satellite data to create an expansive map of China. And they kind of dotted and, and created like locations and terrains that are interesting in the environment on there. So um, there will be side quest activities such as fishing. you got to hunt animals for meat and cooking food like meat buns on there. Um, you're going to be able to get recipes and ingredients for meals and even uh, be able to strengthen your weapon uh, out in the wild on there. So and they're really thinking about how they could get the uh, tactical battles kind of we're in an open world setting on there. So, and I'm definitely excited for it just for the fact that it does change the formula up on there. Uh, what do you guys feel about the, what they've showed so far on the game? Can you create your own character still? Um, I believe you can. Yeah. And I'm far. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say believe, cause I'm like sitting here trying to, thumb through to see if that's something that you could go ahead and do. Hold on here real quick. So you obviously could uh, create any number of different characters. Yeah. I mean, create, I mean, you um, you, cause it's all the same movement, movement types and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Which is what I was, which is what I expected. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I've, you know, played, played most of them. Although I, I usually play empires, because for some reason I like I I was been really drawn to the Empire's uh, version version. So if there was a way to kind of blend um, both games together into one like super game, that'd be great. But they're not going to do that. So it's like, yeah. kind of is what. Well, it is. Ho hopefully they put this as a complete package. I know Tecmo Koei specifically, with especially with the Musou games, kind of like the nickel and dime as far as a lot of costumes and. Oh yeah. DLC, but you know, it's the stuff that I would not even care to buy. But uh, I know they're trying to make this like their, um, their tentpole release on there. So, you know, one thing that they're adding to is they're um, adding what they call trigger attacks that uh, moves that are designed to stun, knock down, or launch enemies into the air on there. So, that's one thing that they're working and they're working also on. Uh, contextual attacks that will perform like guard breaks, counter attacks, and so on and so forth. So it sounds like to me that they're working on the more of the meat of the actual gameplay, where it's not just X X X X X X, you know, circle X X X circle circle, you know, where um, the gameplay is going to have a little bit more meat to it as well. Any thoughts on that, Kevin? I know you um, dabbled in the Muso genre, of course quite a bit uh, but i think you dabbled more outside the actual mainline dynasty warriors so yeah line. i i always found that the um 
the non-Dynasty Warriors games uh, to be more enjoyable than the Dynasty Warriors proper titles. But what I like about this game, uh, aside from the fact that you know they're they're changing the uh, environment, making it open world and more interactive, what I like about it is that they've changed the engine. They've a substantial upgrade in graphics. I never really had a problem with the graphics in other Musou or Dynasty Warriors games, but I really like the fact that I think this is a developed in Unreal. Um, I remember if I might be mistaken, but I recall reading somewhere where they talked about they were utilizing the Unreal Engine for this title, and it looks really good. If you want to see, uh, if you want to check out this this engines uh, this engine in action right now, you can check out Spirit of Sonata and. Uh, uh, was it Musso All Stars or or Koei All Star? I forget I forget the name War, of it. Warriors All Stars. Warriors All Stars. Uh, both have the I think it's a similar. I don't think it's the exact one they're using in Dynasty Warriors Nine, but it's very much like the engine in in this upcoming game, and they look both look phenomenal. I've got both of those titles. I have yet to play them. Uh, I will rectify. I will hopefully rectify that uh, very soon because uh, I'm I'm free from my persona prison. But this, I I think this is exciting. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this game, and uh, I really hope that they, they when that they can revisit particularly sort of berserk. Uh, with this new engine, um, I I have enjoyed Band of the Hawk a lot. I haven't finished the game, but I, I made it fairly far, uh, and I plan on wrapping that game that game up as well. And it's off their their an old the your older engine. It looks good, but it it's, does not look nearly as good as uh, Sonata and uh, uh, Warriors does, but. It's good, and it would be nice if they could, for a sequel, for Band of the Hawk, they could utilize the, the Unreal Engine for that for that title. If uh, and I have a feeling there probably will be a sequel to that game. Um, I, I did a little crack okay. internet research, and uh, it's not using Unreal Engine for it. There's a own um, internal engine that they're using, but it's been significantly uh, enhanced. Uh, oh, for, okay. For Dynasty Warriors Nine, so. Sworn I read they were using Unreal uh, Unreal Engine, but whatever engine they're using, it looks really good. Yeah, for sure. On that. So other games that got announced uh, during the presser, um, there is a PS4 version of Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crown Pro was announced for PS4. It comes out January 25th in Japan. If you're not familiar with uh, Dragon's Crown, it was originally released on PS3 and Vita uh, from Vanillaware on there. So it's a, so like a side-scrolly um, action RPG, uh, very uh, reminiscent of the Dungeons & Dragons um, arcade game that was released by uh, Capcom on there. Uh, Dragon's Crown Pro will feature 4K resolution support. Uh, the entire soundtrack has newly been recorded with a live orchestra, and it also supports cross-play with the PS3 and the PlayStation Vita versions, and it also will include both English and Japanese voices 
on there as well. So uh, nothing yet as far as a um, American release for this, but I'm thinking at the point of uh, when, not if, that will make its way over to PlayStation 4 for U.S. and European territories on that. Any excitement for this? I mean, I know it's just a um, HD remaster, but uh, I think it would be a good thing to play play the game on the PlayStation 4, especially with the multiplayer aspects to it. So, Yep, I had the game on PS3 and Vita. I think it was cross-buy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, made it to the one, I forget what drill was, the Fire Dragon, and I could not beat that thing for anything. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to revisit that and, and maybe work on getting some some more powerful weapons, some some stronger buffs, and maybe when I get to the Fire Dragon again, I'll be able to take him out. But uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Dragon's Crown, uh, playing it on PS3 and on Vita, and I'll be back again when it uh, should it come out stateside. Well, especially since the fact that you're able to cross play with that, hopefully the save will carry over as well. We'll have to see. So it's in my backlog. I've, I was actually debating about firing up my PS3 and playing a few games I haven't got a chance to play yet. And uh, Dragon's Crown actually was one of the games I was debating about. And I believe it was a PlayStation Plus game at some point on there. Because yeah. Because it's in my it library. Was. Yeah, so. Any thoughts, Desmond? I know you were reluctant to play this game because of the uh, females' uh, character designs in the game no, previously, not, right? It's just all the character designs are kind of kind of outlandish and stuff over the top yeah. yeah very over the top but if you guys are saying the gameplay is actually solid then you know eh, i'm gonna have to check it out good deal okay and another hd remaster since we're talking about hd remasters got announced at the tgs uh playstation press conference on there and it happens to be uh, a new version of zone of the enders 2 uh, which is a game that came out from uh, Hideo Kojima's team on there so and it's being remastered it's also going to be VR compatible with PlayStation VR on there as well it's going to support 4k resolution on the PlayStation 4 Pro it's going to uh, entail new sound design and a quote-unquote next generation surround sound on there so it's also going to be released also for um, PC as long as uh, PC VR support as well on there it's coming out spring 2018 on there so from what i've seen in the trailer and what we looked about uh just it's uh, greatly enhanced and that's a good thing because out of all the, the zone of the enders games the second one is the best in the series on there um there is an hd remaster already that's been released for uh, playstation 3 and uh xbox 360 i know the xbox 360 version is like severely borked from what people were saying that it needed the patch and then the patch never came out for it on there but uh, there is uh, quite a few people that are fans of this particular series it was a series that uh, um hideo kojima's team at konami uh, went ahead and you know kind of he got free to do other things other than Metal Gear all the time. And so um, good that uh, they're getting this out for current gen on there. Any of you guys played around with the Zone of the Enders at all in previous gens? I played the first one. I don't think I ever played the second one. I really enjoyed this, the first one. It was, I was intended to play the second, never got around to it. 
so I just hope now I I just hope that this isn't VR only. This is no, it's it, not VR okay. only. It's just Good, a VR enhanced. So okay, and yeah. If it ever if it comes stateside, I'll definitely be checking it out. I played all of them, um, and I really enjoyed this. Just the the concept. I enjoyed how they looked the 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 you know the enders and all that stuff because i'm i'm a fan of you know mech combat and and mechs in general and i thought it was a really interesting you know play you know how how you could play the game so i'm excited i'm excited for it and i'm very excited to hear that it is not uh vr only because that was one thing that i was really worried about is that it was vr only and the fact that it's not just makes it even more you know, of a like, yes, you know, so I'm probably going to end up picking it up or, mm-hmm. or at least, or at least trying it out, you know. But I also think it's good that it is, there are offering VR support oh, because yeah. I think there needs to be just, you know, the technology is not for me, but I think there needs to be a stronger library of, you know, actual games more so than, oh, yeah. like, most folks would consider tech demos and that's across the board for all the VR platforms. So the more games, the better. Um, I just, I'm just glad that they're not restricting these full, these full games to just the VR headset and that you can play them sans the, the, the VR goodness there. I agree. You know, uh, if they want this, if they want VR to survive, they got to continue to support it. You know, mm. but I agree it's not for me either. But you know, hey, more more games for people who get you know who have it. So yeah, to me, always I think VR support should not just be okay. We're going to release this game as a v- standalone VR game, and that's it. Because you're basically kind of putting yourself in the box, in my opinion. So to me, there's a, quite a few games that are interesting on VR that I think that they should be released with both VR and non-VR support. I mean, you figure with VR that you're having to do a resolution um, double plus the fact that you're supporting the 3D effect in the VR uh, goggles. They could definitely have released like a lot of the VR exclusive games on just PlayStation 4 proper or on PC proper on there, like, you know, seeing the standalone version of Battlezone or uh, Rigs or something like that to where um, they could have support for both uh, non-VR and also VR experiences as well and i think you know i I don't know whether maybe if you're creating only a vr only experience whether that affects the game design obviously i'm assuming it would so maybe in some instances maybe having it vr only is just the only way to go on that but for other games so like you know eve valkyrie which is a game um set in the eve series world uh recently was um announced to support you know not just vr but uh, also uh, televisions as well so so keep that in mind but we'll keep an eye on on zone of the enders um it, it's a foregone conclusion konami wants money konami will get money by releasing it in the united states and europe so <laughs> money, we'll see money, money, money. Money. money copyright copyright it's like konami needs money money <laughs> yeah Another game, and this is actually a new IP that got announced on the Tokyo Game Show stage. Uh, this is a, a game based in the world of Front Mission, which is a long-running strategy uh, mech series from Square Enix. Uh, Left Alive got announced. This is a first third-person shooter. It's set in the world of Front Mission. 
on there. Uh, pretty much the game is being produced by the Front Mission series, Shinji Hashimoto on there. So he's been kind of the uh, producer of the series so far on there. It's being directed by um, someone that has previously worked with the Armored Core series. His name is uh, Yoshifumi Nakashima on there and also has character designs from Metal Gear series Yoji Shinikawa. If you've seen like a lot of the um, art from the Unveil, it looks very familiar because it has the same kind of stylized um, character designs just like the Metal Gear series did. And and thing about the Yoji Shinikawa, he's always done the art for Front Mission as well. And so um, it's something that he kind of shares the love of Mecha and the love of um, this particular t- kind of motif on there and uh, the, the thing about the game the game is a survival action game it basically features uh, both in mech and and um on the floor you know basically out, outside the mech combat on there um it's going to use the same world and settings as the front mission series on there it chronically chronologically takes place between front mission 5 which never came out in english and front mission evolved which was the game that came out here that was a Western-developed uh, version of Front Mission on there. There's three protagonists. Um, you're going to be able to also play as a female protagonist, and the gameplay kind of works where you can switch between three different pro- protagonists as you progress through the story on there. And as far as how you progress, it's up to you how you want to play it. There is replayability elements to the game. There is only one ending, though, to the game, but the outcome of the character changes uh, depending on what actions you take throughout the game on there. Um, you're not able to uh, customize your mechs in this game, but you could craft it by um, do you, um, put different weapons and materials Ooh. on it on there. Um, it's mainly I do not like. You should always be able a, to customize your mech. You I know. Your arms out, change the legs out, everything. That's uh, For me, I think that's a misstep. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still probably going to play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's something that I, I think the trailer that they showed, at least a little bit, that's going to feature some stealth elements. It's going to feature some mech elements. You know, it's a, clearly an adventure action game on there. So um, definitely, I'm interested in it because it's it, it is a new IP, even though it is based on the Front Mission world on there. So. Uh, any thoughts, you guys, on this thing? I mean, it looked pretty appealing as far as uh, what you saw. Give me a mix. Let's do this. Yeah, and and I kind of like the idea because Front Mission wasn't uh, a series I never got into because it's you know that that really? strategy. Oh, yeah, oh because strategy. the strategy. Oh, the term yeah, strategy. That, okay, that, that I love them. To sleep. I I'm, uh, I loved it. Sorry. Just, Damon had Damon, my friend Damon had a couple of them on PlayStation Two. Oh yeah, and we he showed me a couple of them there, and I was like, I like the story, I like the idea that it's mechs, but strategy games and me just do not mix. So uh, I'm kind of it's neat that they're taking a um, kind of changing the gameplay to something that's going to be more in in line with. I, something I'd be interested in playing and still keeping it in that uh, front mission universe, which I know next to nothing about because I, I didn't play the games, but I always found the, uh, the world to be kind of, kind of seemingly interesting, just kind of looking at it from afar. So I'll definitely be checking it out. 
And it's kind of funny that through the Famitsu article, they actually, regarding the character designs, um, they consulted with Hideo Kojima and a few other creators and got their consent on there. And they actually talked to them about the gameplay elements too as well. So so they definitely, looks like this is going to be a labor of love on there. There's no online elements to it. It's going to be strictly a single player game on there but uh, there's going to be some replayability uh, elements to it so on there so they're kind of leaving it up but uh, right now they said the game's about 50 percent complete and i think with all the love of this game and as far as what it's um being done with it that it will eventually have a uh, worldwide release on there as it's a foregone conclusion so we'll probably get more details of it uh, later on you know, either later this year or early next year on there once the game kind of comes to more of a fruition on there. And then last but not least on the uh, Tokyo Game Show uh, PlayStation stage, um, they announced a game that was rumored to come out at least the the day before because like uh, some zero um, announcement as far as uh, ratings and also in the UK with the Peggy. Uh, system announced that they rated the Final Fantasy IX uh, for PlayStation 4. They did announce that uh, Final Fantasy IX will launch for the PlayStation 4 worldwide on there at the point in time. So it is available for purchase now. Um, you could get it on PSN right now for a discounted price of $16.79, at least here in the U.S., until September 26th on there. So um, basically the version of the game is... Uh, riffing off the recent pc version of the game so it is a remaster but it's not a full remaster like say final fantasy 12 or uh, 10 was per se on there but it's gonna support high definition movies and character models on there Um, they also have some boosters to add on here to speed up the gameplay including high speed mode and no encounter mode on there so there's like little like almost like game shark type of um Rifts to be built into the game to be able to um, bypass certain things on there, and as well as concept they've been doing, you know, recently, you know, being able to speed up gameplay for people. Like I'm very surprised that they're doing that, and and that has become a um, not a tradition, but but sort of a a thing, you know. Like, does that enhance gameplay, or are these are these old school games just too long, or? You know? I'm thinking they're doing it for the main fact because these are almost like mobile ports where they're releasing the game also on mobile and especially for people that are playing on the go. I don't know if they really want to grind per se and then basically it's almost like little cheats built into the system so that if they really want to automatically maximize all their characters' action levels, you know, and, and weapons and, uh, you know, be able to enable like as much gill, enough money <laughs> as possible that you could just do that on there. To me, I, I to me, that's kind of counter, counterintuitive on there. But, you know, if a game's just like balls to the wall, rails hard, like, you know, like uh, if we're talking about old games, like maybe the Fantasy Star 2 on the Genesis, man, that game, you walk every like two two spaces and you wind up getting another random encounter and everything's just like um you have to really really grind the level up in that game so they have like some balancing done on that game would be great and maybe having something built in to be able to you know obviously (laughs) raise the uh 
amount of uh, experience that you get, that kind of thing. It's just, uh, in a way, it's great. In a way, I think the game should be balanced if it's balanced wrong, you know. But it's, it's good. I mean, make a setting for it in the boosters menu to do what you want, tweak it how you want. So, so any of you guys interested in Final Fantasy IX or with the price on there? I know it's not exactly the HD of HD remasters, but um, it's still a good game from what I remember playing on the PlayStation proper. I, so. I never played it, so I have no like you know anything for it but i will most likely buy it because the price is good and yeah. just to have it in my back catalog if i ever decide to play it i'll have it and be ready to go you know that's that's where i'm at with it you know i it's one of those it's it's like for me it's, it would be kind of one of those like rainy day games where it's like oh you know i have this game i never really played it okay let, let me let me sink you know a week into this game or however long it takes to beat it you know and then go from there uh, what I could tell is, like, from fans of the series, at least, uh, I had my friend Terry, and literally at the time when that game first came out, that f- game first came out when the Dreamcast came out. It came out on uh, Day and Date, I believe, on there. Now, I might be mistaken. I think that might, might have been Final Fantasy VIII, actually, not nine. But uh, literally, I would come home from work. I worked the swing shift at that point, and here he already be hanging out in my house upstairs in my game room, in my room with my TV on playing Final Fantasy IX and then, then I just have to deal with hanging out, out with my, my buddy. Yeah, I want to come home and play Fantasy Star Online, man. I was like all about that at that point in time. And it's like, oh, God, no, my friend's on my TV. No. <laughs> it's like it's, it's funny that, you know, I don't think you ever did this, Desmond, while we lived in the same town, but I literally had half my friends, Terry, I had my friends, Pat, literally come over my house, go up in my room and turn on my TV and play my game systems while I was at work, so, wow. waiting for me to come home. It was like know? a free arcade. What do you expect? You know. I know. <laughs> all right. And that covers all the uh, Sony TGS uh, press conference news, but we did have some other Tokyo Game Show uh, items, de jour. To go over um, on there, some announcements and some news coming out of the show. And first one, it's it's our standard gaming vessels trademark unlock Kunio Kun news of the week on here. So, <laughs> and so at the show, Arc System Works has announced Kunio Kun, the World Classics Collection for both PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. On there, it's going to launch in Japan in 2018. The World Classics Collection is going to have 11 classic titles from the Kunio Kun series, including four bonus Western games never released in Japan. Surprise, surprise! So, uh, the list includes lots of games in Japanese, which I don't know which ones per se uh, on here, but uh, a lot of it is like uh, Downtown Nekaetsu, Yoshikin no Ko, and all this other stuff. Pretty much, just let's say, it has 12 games in it, okay? And the four bonus games, the English games that are coming out in Japan, are Renegade, Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom, and Crash in the Boys Street Challenge on there. I'm assuming what's included, there's games I look on the list, including uh, Street Basketball, Soccer, Hockey, you name it. It's all of the classic titles um that were released for the famicom super famicom there is a trailer online for it as well do you know any more about the games in the collection kevin um i know niketsu kokao dodgeball boo is basically super dodgeball arcade for um 
that came out on it was a uh, cuz I have a copy of it it's um it's from the PlayStation 2 um what they call it it was like an arcade archives kind of series. Yeah, arcade yeah, arcade archives type thing. It it wasn't under arcade archives I don't think. It was something else, but it was, it was a similar it was a similar thing. I'd have to look at the case cover. Yeah, it's a similar uh, concept, really yeah. So but, but the the hockey cuz they had there well, there was one for soccer and there's one for hockey. Uh, I never played either the uh, the soccer or the hockey ones, but I've heard they're really good. Um, the rest of them, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> You'd have to do Google searches for yeah. them to really figure it out. And so I've kind of done Google searches on a few right now, and it just seems like they're all like basically like Famicom games in the series um like the japanese version like one of them is the crash and the boy street challenge the uh japanese version of that so we'll see if we get this here i'm not sure because it seems like it's more focused for the japanese market with uh, all those games i don't know if they're going to take the time to translate each game into english <laughs> uh for the u.s but this is more of a, a Jap japanese you know curiosity if need be it sounds like something you might want to import though kevin because it has everything kunio kun on one disc you know so yeah well the only game that would be diff that that assuming that they all play similarly uh that would be kind of difficult to play uh due to the language barrier would be river city ransom because that was more of a rpg uh there's a lot of text in it but you know you never know because they did translate uh tokyo rumble so you never know you never know it might just come to come to the states but most of those games you don't really need to understand understand the language to play yeah uh, they're very most of them are very straightforward i i so i think either way i'll be i'll be getting this game cool deal and then also in other tgs news uh, capcom did announced during the show uh, this may be not a tgs thing but uh, they did debut the uh, upcoming character the monster hunter female character for capcom versus uh, marvel versus capcom infinite on there so gameplay looks good with the character kind of looks bananas i don't know if it, it's enough for me to want to play marvel versus capcom infinite or not on there uh, i love the nope. fact that they did did include her in the game at least a female monster hunter in the game you know, it's a thing, especially if you're not interest, interested in playing it, Desmond, maybe later down the road, maybe you see it for 20 bucks. It might be worthy of a, a, at least a gameplay try. I know what, how are you feeling about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, Kevin? Because I know all the three of us here are more of the most enthusiastic fighting game fan of the three of us. So um, I'm not excited for it at all. The, the every, every, it seems like every other day, because uh, I think the game the game is out now, isn't it? It came out Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, it came out Tuesday. Um, I know on my Twitter feed, I've seen at least four different what I would consider game-breaking glitches. Um, one for Dormammu. Uh, there's another one for Iron Man that I've seen. Uh you can dodge uh, if you're fighting a mirror match in Dormammu. He's got hit. You can throw down a um, uh, 
his carpet flame, which is a a, a special move, just to, you know like a like the equivalent of throwing a, a regular fireball, and it will completely negate Dormammu's super. I mean, completely negate it. It'll go through your character, no damage, no nothing. There is something similar with one of the other characters. I want to say it's Iron Man, but I could be wrong. This this game is is a cluster, and you can you can add what uh, what 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 other, other whatever word you want to after the end of it. Uh, that's my opinion. I mean, people that are down with the Capcom versus games are probably you know going to enjoy it for what it is. Um, I always enjoy watching, you know, uh, top tier play in the in the versus games. You know, they're exciting to watch. But I, I think I'm just done with this series, uh, especially with Fighter Z around the corner. I'm not even going to sniff near this game. Uh, one thing that I was very <laughs> amused with is the uh, collector's edition of Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, because in the promotional materials, you get a case with six of the Infinity Gems in there, uh, Infinity Stones on there, and in the promotional materials, they they look very like you know jewel-like. But if you've seen screenshots of the actual collector's edition that came out, you look like you got. Six colored eggs for yeah. Infinity Stones. I don't know. Yeah, if you guys... someone dipped them in Paws Easter egg. Yeah, they look. <laughs> they look. Egg wash. <laughs> uh, they no. look very bad. Um, you know, take a look. If you get a chance, take a look uh, at it. There's an article on Destructoid uh, and other news places, but the. Uh, uh, the look of the collector's edition is much to be desired, and that's. $200, man. $200. Yeah. <laughs> so. I always thought that 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 would have been better as an action game. You know, sort of like uh Marvel Heroes. Remember those the the where you where you ran around and you could pick who you wanted to play and it was a squad of four. Um it came out a couple years ago. Um for you, it came out for PC. It just came out for PS4 yeah. like about six months ago, actually. Yeah, so. like I always thought having like the Street Fighter people and the Capcom, you know, characters all together fighting against them would have been a lot more a lot better use of their time than making a fighting game. Like I just don't think like I, I would love to be able to play run around with a team of like Mega Man, Captain America, Ryu and you know, rogue, and then fighting, fighting various characters from yeah. Marvel, evil characters from Marvel or Capcom. You know, I think that would just be so much better use of my time than playing a fighting game with these characters. So, oh, it it begs for like a '90s Capcom approach, like you know, basically the uh, whole like uh, Aliens versus Predator, or you know, Knights of the Round. I'm not or, talking about know. going that far back, you know. That's well, I, uh, like that, that's, to me, that would be badass. I mean, me, that would be kind of cool too. But like, come on, you know, that that's a little too far. <laughs> okay. That that that's like super nostalgic, you know. With it, I mean, yes, it would be fun, and I'd play the hell out of it. But you know. <laughs> Damn, like side scrolling shit. Y'all are you're crazy. Yes, I, no, 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 no. I, I to me, anything that plays uh like a homage to like older games like that, I would very much would welcome on there. So hell Capcom, make me a Warriors of Fate three and that's so I can eat meat buns and H D resolutions. So. <laughs> 
Uh, but aside to that, uh, next news story I thought was interesting, at least uh, that was kind of announced around TGS. Uh, Arica's uh, new uh, fighting game, which still does not have a name, you know, of it. Um, it's announced a new character for it. And if you're not familiar with Arica, Arica was the developer of the Street Fighter EX series on there. And so they are working on a new fighting game, but they haven't got a, a particular name for it yet. But uh, they did announce at the show that they're bringing over another character from Street Fighter EX, Doctor and Dark is coming out for the game on there. So uh, along with Skullomania and the other characters that they previously announced before, I think uh, Cracker Jack's in there as well on there. So definitely take a look at this. I'm super excited for this. So once they do finally get a name <laughs> announced for it, they still have not decided on a name for it. So, uh, but the gameplay footage uh, looks very cool to me. I mean, I would love to see if maybe even Capcom would allow them to do Street Fighter EX4, uh, but uh, let them do their own thing on there. So any thoughts, guys, on this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just looks, it looks fun. I, I'm glad it was not a, um, a a prank, and they're actually getting a game out of it. You know, because it looks yeah. it looks damn good. You know, and I I would welcome, you know, a an EX game from this team. Like you said, looks good. Yeah. Any thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, Dark was the only character I was able to beat Akuma with. But <laughs> I've told that story. Like I think. Huh. Me and my friend Damon played to like two and two a.m. <laughs> trying to beat Akuma <laughs> in EX Plus Alpha on the original PlayStation. Uh, I've seen some uh, seen gameplay of on this Arika game and it looks fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I'll be definitely definitely be acquiring this game once it's released. So yeah. It, from what I've seen, it's well on its way to uh, having its. It has, you know, it has its own. It has its own character. You know, it has it, the the characters are kind of wild and crazy design wise, but they're still cool, which was something that I I had a problem with with King of Fighters fourteen. I thought uh, most of the roster would be better suited in a World Heroes game as opposed to a King of Fighters game, you know, that's just, you know, that's just me, but the roster that they've, that they've got, uh, that they've announced so far, uh, fits the, the, that, that EX, that, that EX, that's kind of sort of related to Street Fighter, but not exactly, uh, perfectly. So I thoroughly enjoyed the EX Plus Alpha on the original PlayStation. I'll be playing this one uh, wholeheartedly as well. So, All right, next news story I got uh, that was announced during TGS. Um, Final Fantasy XV's uh, director, Hajime Tabita, uh, and revealed that support for the game is not going to end in 2017 as originally planned. Uh, they are planning on creating more content throughout 2018 for the game as well so um they did not provide further detail on the nature of the content or if it will include paid dlc free updates or both on there but uh, they are definitely working on expanding the game and uh, if you didn't know they do are doing a final fantasy 15 multiplayer 
uh, expansion called Comrades on there. It's going to get released uh, on October 31st on there. Um, and, and with this game, you're able to actually create your own character and to be able to go and play the game multiplayer with other people on there. So, And uh, basically what you're doing is you're going on a variety of quests in the particular uh gameplay uh, world on there and uh, also in addition to multiplayer quests there are single player quests available for player to enhance their characters on there so you're able to create your own character within the world of final fantasy 15 and be able to go ahead and uh, kind of create your own journey within that same world on there um if you happen to look online don't look at the trailer of it, just in case you have not beat Final Fantasy 15 yet, because it contains numerous spoilers. It's kind of uh, something that the multiplayer, this Comrades um, expansion, is going to um, play off of the ending of the game on that. So I know uh, the three of us, only Kevin has finished Final Fantasy 15. Any sort of excitement for additional DLC and or this Comrades expansion? Uh, the camp, the comrades ex- uh, expansion, you know, it sounds interesting, but I don't know if it's something I'd ever really want to do. When I think Final Fantasy, I don't think multiplayer or even co-op for that matter. I think single player experience. Um, I, but I'm not surprised that they're saying that support for this game is going to run, uh, you'll be on 2017 because this game's been in development for what 13 14 years and i chances are they probably haven't broke even with even though it's been successful uh they've got to try and and <laughs> break even on these development costs so uh kudos for them for sticking and making additional content for uh, a fantastic game. I think Final Fantasy 15 was fantastic. Did it have flaws? Yes, it did. Uh, were there some quirky mechanics in it? Yes, there were. But I think overall, it was a fantastic uh, action RPG, and I thoroughly enjoyed every minute I played. The multiplayer does not really interest me, but the single player stuff. I will definitely be checking out once I can find a lull in my backlog in between adding on new stuff. <laughs> so um, f- 15's never going to leave my library. It's never going to leave my library. So I'll always be, it'll always, the ability to go back and revisit this stuff is going to be there. So, Yeah, to me, I I am intending on booting up Kingsglaive, watching Kingsglaive, and then starting Final Fantasy Fifteen proper afterwards on there even maybe i have that uh, final fantasy 15 um like 8-bit inspired or 16-bit inspired beat em up that's supposed to be for what the knock knock this is uh, dad i think dad right? yeah it's his yeah dad story yeah so might maybe even play that and try to get the the full monte and give it a shot you know it's in my backlog i have not played it yet and uh, from what kevin has been singing the praises of looks like it's worthy of a playthrough at least on there so and you're still kind of indifferent about it right desmond uh i'll play it like i'll end up playing it you know once you get and i'll get a i'll get a you know a, a decent version you know for for cheap or something and then i'll play it so who knows there might be a game of the year edition of this kind of wreaking its head around eventually once all the dlc kind of gets mapped out and 
and maybe have everything in box, which would be a good thing on there. And then obviously, if you do own a good gaming PC, um, it's being released for Steam in early 2018 as well. So keep an eye out for that on that. So, and other news. Okay, that concludes our TGS news of the week on there. That's a lot of good news coming out from the show, but there is other news in the world of gaming besides TGS quote unquote so a few things kind of got kind of bandied about over the week on there Uh, first thing is that a bunch of Halo games have become Xbox One backwards compatible so Halo 3 uh, Halo 3 ODST Halo 4 and Halo Anniversary Edition are all now backwards compatible on the Xbox One on there so if you do have those games in your back catalog and you want to try them in uh, higher resolution on your Xbox One um, go for it. Uh, as far as of the four games I mentioned, only Halo Combat Evolve is not able to be able to be backwards compatible with the digital version. The only one that you have an option to play is the physical version. On that, and I always thought it was interesting that they brought these to backwards compatibility because a few of these games are included in the Master Chief Collection on there but uh, at least it gives you the ability with halo 3 and halo 4 if you do have them in your xbox 360 back catalog to be able to play them on there uh, but they do have support for odst now which is a game that wasn't on the master chief collection on there plus the halo anniversary collection which is a different version of uh, halo 1 than what's on the master chief collection so all your halo hotness you know if you want to go through all of your halo games on xbox one you can go in and do so so Oh, that's a good thing. On that, um, I always thought those games were were always available on Master Chief Collection too, because I know one of them was uh, "Forgive Us, We Screwed Up" for the the multiplayer being borked. Yeah, I when think the OD- game first came. Was it ODST? ODST was opened up. It was only opened up for a limited period of time. Um, if you were able to get grab it for free within a certain time on there, so. It just seems to me that they should have used, you know, uh, Master Chief Collection as the vehicle for opening up all these other games. Uh, it seems to me that if you're a Halo fan, if you're an Xbox fan, if you've got the Xbox One, you've got Master Chief Collection. Um, and just making those available for, I, you know, they're so old now, you might as well just make them available for free. Uh Maybe even if you if you insert the if you insert the disc if you have the 360 version, insert the disc and you have saved data from uh, Master Chief Collection, then just automatically downloading it from the store and giving you access to it. That way, you know that could be one of the the ways to do it. But it this just seems like un, that's un, too nice, Kevin. Unneeded work. <laughs> Well, they also went ahead, and I don't know if you guys realize, but they made all 360 Halo DLC for free on the store to this past summer. On there, so all the DLC for all the various Halo games is free on the Xbox Store. On there, so well, there you go. They could have just used the Master Chief Collection as the your your catch-all for Halo. Uh, you know, 
I don't know. Well, there's there's a stigma with the Master Chief Collection. They never went back in to correct all the mistakes that were made with it. It was a definite misstep from Microsoft on there. And there was a few things, I guess, that were left unpatched. And there was a few things that took a while for them to uh, kind of get going on there, too, as well. So, I mean, it's good that they're kind of clearing the slate saying that you know just in case if you if you are a halo fan that if you don't own the master chief collection well guess what here you go you know so and you go buy these games really like next to nothing at the at your local gaming retailer on there i know halo 4 is uh, i think you can go buy it for less than a dollar i believe so so you know, there's some games that are just super cheap so on that so also a game that we talked about in the past but we haven't talked about in the last few weeks because of that good old destiny 2 um the devolver digital has announced that uh absolver is one of their fastest selling games ever they have already sold uh copies in less than one month on there between the pc and the playstation 4 on that um there was also a um, patch that recently came out for absolver that adds a few things including they have mask from six different devolver digital inspired games uh on there including hotline miami ruiner um also there's a shadow warrior 2 inspired mask as well enter the gungeon on there as well so there's a few changes and additions have been implemented to the audio in the game on there um there's a couple of new tracks to one versus one game mode on there and a lot of other improvements uh have you played around with the game recently desmond i think you've kind of put it on the back burner with the destiny 2 right back burner destiny back 2. burner yes <laughs> i mean i don't get me wrong this is definitely a game that i will i will go back to and continue to play because um i like the pvp aspect of it you know something about it i don't know something about the game just really Built, it feels good. Um, I really hope that at some point in the future they add more um, single player elements. I know that's not what they're trying to do because it's it's not a single player game. But like I I actually liked running around beating the shit out of people. Like I thought I thought that was pretty fun. So that's why I'm hoping that I'm hopeful that they they add more aspect for that. You know, just run around and I don't know. But is there is there any multiplayer like say I, I can can't group up with you and play oh, yeah. together with you? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we can run right. around together and and beat the shit out of NPCs or other people or you know whatever we can we can do any of okay. that, which is really kind of fun because you can just get tired of you know and that's what mo- that's what some people do because some people are just assholes so they will they will uh, run up to you and they'll beat the shit out of you and run away <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, so I, I enjoy it. I I I have liked that game, and I'm I'm ha- I'm happy that it got it's get, it's gotten you know that that amount of um, support. Uh, yeah, support. You know that's that's a good word. Uh, it's gotten that that much uh, support is really really cool. You yeah, know, if you haven't played it, you should really play it. If you haven't played it, you guys. I want to play it, damn! But I'm waiting for my physical copy. I shouldn't have went physical on this thing. But, You're still uh, waiting for that, Jesus? Yeah, no, it's not going to get uh, sent to me probably until October sometime. So, 
because uh, uh, one thing when they're printing these games, they have to go and, and not only get the collector's edition stuff available, they have to wait until Sony is um, basically going to be able to print and make the games at their factory. And so I know with Shadow Warrior 2, they were waiting for a while to get their like update so that, that the update was actually on the disc. And I'm not sure if that's the same thing with Absolver that they're waiting for. Uh, the latest update to be on there before they send the disc over to Sony the master and to be able to put it in the package on there. So I'm just hoping I'm not waiting too, too long. I believe I had to wait for three or four months to get my Shadow Warrior 2 after I ordered it. So it's kind of a nutball kind of situation on there. I just wish in a way that uh, they were able to give you a digital code to, that way you could play your game in the meantime on there. Kind of same thing kind of happened to me with, because uh, I'm interested in Lawbreakers that, uh, game that came out from Nexon, the one that Cliffy B designed on there, but I ordered the physical version, and I've been, I'll be waiting until sometime in October to get that, and that's an online game, for God's sake. So it's like, and God. it's a game that's dying, you know? I know. It, it's Like, no one playing gonna, it. They're waiting for the digital copies. <laughs> yeah, waiting for the physical, physical copy, copies. Yeah. yeah, they're waiting for the physical copies. That, you know, uh, and as we're talking about Absolver, but uh, Lawbreakers is begging for a either free-to-play or a PS Plus release. I think that would benefit the community of that game greatly no on their game. So, and another game that we're talking about that is soon to be free-to-play that was a surprise. Um, we talked about this game previously. It was the game from Epic Games called Fortnite on there. So Fortnite and recently announced a Battle Royale addition to the game that is inspired by um, PUBG, you know, you know pl- player unknown battlegrounds. Pissed about that. Yeah, and that's one thing I'm going to talk about as well. But uh, one thing, they are angry. They're angry, and I, I, in fact, let's just talk about that right now. They had a statement from um, PUBG publishers on their blue side. They're upset the fact that. Um, that Fortnite Battle Royale is being released because of the fact that in its trailer for Fortnite Battle Royale, they mentioned the fact that it was inspired by PUBG on there, that they're inspired by the Battle Royale format and they're bringing it over to Fortnite on there. And they stated at least that, um, that after listening to our growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite may be replicating the experience for which PUBG is known. We have also noted that Epic Games references PUBG in the promotion of Fortnite to their community and communications with the press. Uh, this has never been discussed with us, and we don't feel that it is right on there. So... Um, in the announcement trailer for Fortnite Battle Royale, Epic's Donald Mustard, lay that mustard on thick guy, uh, <laughs> at Epic. Really, Joe? Is he related to Fred French? He could be. <laughs> Fred, stop it. Y'all are out of control. <laughs> Fred French. I, I wish Fred French would listen to our podcast. He's a, a noted listener of the um, Gamers and Beta podcast. So, mm-hmm. so guy, guy loves his mustard. So. But at Epic, uh, we're huge uh, fans of the Battle Royale genre and games like PUBG and H1Z1 on there. So uh, they use that to promote the Battle Royale version of Fortnite on there. So, yeah, in my opinion, talking about this story, I mean, it's laughable that PUBG created the Battle Royale format that existed before in DayZ, existed before in H1Z1 on there and they had the battle royale mode that um they were working on it's just 
the creator, uh, player unknown himself, Brendan Green, basically, he consulted on H1Z1's Battle Royale mode on there, and he worked on creating mods for Arma, which uh, basically created the fact of the DayZ expansion on there. So to me, a, a game like this, especially for it blowing up the way that it did, it seems like um, Blue Side and uh, PUBG created a, you know, at least not really created, but helped to popularize a genre. And so it's just like, if you remember back in the day, Capcom after creating Street Fighter 2, suing Data East for Fighter's History, you know straight up that that Fighter's History was a straight up almost uh, inspired by Street Fighter 2, but in no way or form or fashion. Uh, I don't know if it's a, dir a direct ripoff, obviously. Um, what do you guys think about this as far as uh, does a particular game developer have a right to uh, claim a genre as as its own um no i mean it's it's like someone who you know inventing the hot dog saying that <laughs> you know no more only i can make the hot dog you can only get the official hot dog from me mr hot dog <laughs> you know th th it just doesn't make any sense you know the fact that pubg has its roots in mods which are based off a pre-existing games. It's, you know, I think folks are getting too big for their britches, you know, starting to smell themselves as the old folks say. Uh, and they need, they need to chill out on that. And I, for one, I have looked at PUBG gameplay several times. I do not understand the appeal of PUBG at all. I, 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 I don't get it. Uh, foraging around for stuff, uh, being sniped from peop by people you can't even see uh, until your that circle forces you to to you know get do this you know forces you into this you know this manic fight. Uh, I, I don't get it, you know. But you know the shooter stuff is not necessarily for me anyway. With uh, un with some some exceptions, so that that that's just me. But to to claim to claim ownership of a genre when that genre pre-existed your game, even though your game struck lightning in a bottle and is selling tens of millions of copies, uh, it's just laughable. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Seriously, uh, like, I, I agree too. I mean, as much as you could say, like Ray from Fighters History is a straight up Ryu knockoff. Well, guess what? It <laughs> I is. mean, it is, but at the same time, it, it's its own genre. So, I mean, and you know, with Fortnite, I'm looking forward to at least trying because I'm not wanting to spend thirty bucks on PUBG just sight unseen, especially with it being in the beta still on there and playing on PC. But the thing about Fortnite Battle Royale it is free to play on there i know what i read about fortnite is that it's very very aggressive with its uh, free-to-play elements meaning that they're wanting you to buy stuff to open up stuff and that kind of thing and that game wasn't the game that initially came out for 60 bucks that everyone was interested in on there so any interest in this desmond you're gonna check out uh, fortnite battle royale at all nope um nope. and i think the guy i guess the guy who's actually behind PUBG. He even this is a some other this is another person who is a part of of I guess the PUBG stuff. So the main guy was just like he's much more of a sensible person because he was just like, you know what? No, I 
we created something. It's great. I would just hope that whoever decides to do this again will put their own spin on it. And I thought that was a much better, a much more, you know, realistic way of thinking about it. Because it's like, you know, like you were saying, it's a genre, you know, and it, this genre now is popular. People are going to try to make money off this genre. You know, it's not rocket science, people, you know. So, you know, just get done. You know, do your do do something new and move on. You know, but again, I agree with Kevin though. I don't. I don't get the. I don't. I mean, I. I get the appeal. You get to run around and like fight people and blow people up, and it's kind of cool to be that kind of to snipe people. And then you know, I guess people just like they like that forging aspect of running around and you know killing each other. You know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure with Fortnite. Fortnite with their mode because they're going to add elements of their actual game, so you're yeah. going to actually be able to build. Well, that's the thing you're 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 building structures while you're avoiding people, you know, being shot. So yeah, like, I saw gameplay from it, and basically what you're doing is you're running around, you, you 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 airdrop in like in PUBG, and then you build stuff and you forge stuff and you and you build. You build like you can build structures to protect yourself. You can get stuff, and then all the while, you know, people are trying to shoot you in the head. So it's like, you know, it's it's a PUBG inspired, you know, gameplay with, you know, with their with, with elements, their yeah. elements exactly. So it's yeah. like I don't understand why, like, what the problem is because Capcom didn't, you know, they didn't. Uh, What's it? They they didn't corner the market on fireballs, you know that that characters can throw, you know, or projectiles. It's like no, you know, what are you doing? I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's just, the whole thing just reeks of just like you know, like Kevin said, you know, we're we're too big for our britches. We're we're awesome. You can't do what we're doing, you know. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, shut up. <laughs> it's just like you know, God, imagine Epic created like the horde mode with Gears of War. That'd be them barking about every other freaking game using a horde mode for god's sake yeah, yeah so. it's like doesn't make any it's sense. a gameplay it's, it's a gameplay type that's what it is it's a game a multiplayer gameplay type it's not an actual game it's not like you know you got your halo and then someone's gonna uh create some sort of master chef or something or a master, master french <laughs> on there it's, it's 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 not a straight up uh, duplicate copy of a particular game it's, it's just, just a, it's a game it's a gameplay mode for yeah, god's sake the, so. the whole thing is just silly to me it's like just you know, play your game, add more to it. Like, I want to see now. I want what I want to happen, and you know what's going to happen is I want Bungie to like put their spin on it and have us all <laughs> running around, you know, Destiny popping each other. <laughs> would you, would you like a Destiny 2 Battle Royale mode? I, I, mean, be, that... I think that'd be super funny as hell. You know, all of us running around, you know, <laughs> trying to kill each other. I mean, we kind of have that with, um, with like the, um, well, no, you don't really have that now in Destiny because it's all team based. Yeah, yeah, it's all team based. If, if they had, if they had a battle royale aspect of it, just run around killing everybody, that'd be great. You know, I, I think, I think Ugh. the battle royale, um, I guess that's the genre now. The, the battle royale genre. You know, is that what we're calling it now? I guess the yeah. battle royale genre. I think it's fun. You know, I, I, the, it sounds awesome to me. Just running around in a whole bunch of area and just you know bedlam and running around thing that sounds fun you know and i would love to see other other properties do that i mean could you imagine like a street fighter game a street fighter game that's that's nothing but us running around throwing fireballs at each other in a giant open space I mean, I think that's, that's, that's cool you know 
So yeah. there's there's a lot more um, awesomeness to be had than just you know people just having you know but you know being butthurt about it. You know, just let let shit evolve, people. It's fine. Okay, and then last news story of the week. It's about the the game of the month right here, Destiny Two. It's about Ooh. the upcoming faction rallies that will become live on September twenty sixth. On there, uh, starting on September 26th, you'll be able to pledge yourself to one of three factions, uh, which is obviously Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, or New Monarchy. On there, so and then once you go ahead and do some public events, explore lost sectors, complete raids, clear the raid, uh, do strikes, or complete the crucible, you get faction tokens and you can exchange those faction tokens for loot. Surprise, surprise, it's Destiny! So uh, you have up until 2 a.m. Pacific time on October 3rd to collect these tokens, and the winning faction will be announced as of 10 a.m. that day on October 3rd. So in addition to the loot, the winning faction will offer a, a special faction-specific weapon. If you pledge to the winning faction, you can scoop the gun for an easy 1,000 glimmer. If you bet wrong, you could still buy the winning faction's gun, but you'll need a 50,000 glimmer to do it on there, so... <laughs> so and it's it gonna play like it's a, well it seems like it's a uh it's gonna be like a weekly thing like the iron banner and whatnot so yeah it's like a monthly thing so i'm actually kind of cool i'm just kind of happy about that you know you can just kind of you know pledge something and you, and you get new weapons like i really hope that, that that this does not change the the fact that they are going to be selling weapons just in general like i hope this is not one of those things where you know for this month it's only you know this one weapon you know and then you have to wait for the next month to get a, a different type of weapon or something like i really hope that's not what, what happens and they actually have their own you know weapons you can buy and then purchase you know and there's or there's and there's like one really good weapon like i don't want i don't want too many changes from my from how my uh my factions work you know like i get it but you're trying to do something new but i need my i need my stuff to be sort of you know regular so do you do you guys want to sort this out now what faction we're going along as a team well as no, a clan no because because i think that people should should let us know what they want remember what we, i was playing we were playing i was like well maybe new monarch because new monarch has really cool you know really cool uh looking and then guru was like oh wait a minute now and i was like oh it's <laughs> like i know i know you know new monarch is you know their 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 weaponry uh the the last uh the last vendor update their weaponry was really you know really bad and and future war cults weapon was weapons were amazing so I think we should just have a consensus from from everyone in the clan or or you know people who want to vote and let and let us know, you know because I think I don't think everyone in the clan has to be the same one. I don't know, but it would be interesting, you know, because uh, I'm kind of open, you know. I think they're gonna have to wait and see which weapon is the best, and then, you know, or 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 hopefully all weapons are. Um, are really awesome balanced. in their own yeah exactly they're all balanced because if because if the weapon of the of the month or however long they're gonna however, however long they're gonna do this or often they're gonna do this if like one weapon is you know obviously superior than the other ones and everyone's just gonna go for that and that's gonna win so it's like there has to be some kind of a balancing act between between the stuff so i don't know like i'm interested to see how this is going to play out because part of me is kind of scared because i'm like Ooh, you know i don't know what's gonna happen you know so what do you think kev are you, are you what, what what faction do you think we should do or should we just wait or something what do you think um 
I'm I'm just for me, I'm just gonna wait and see what the weapons are and see which ones uh cater more to my play style. I know for Destiny One, my hunter was New Monarchy because that's who had the red hand nine hand cannon, and my warlock was Dead Orbit. Uh, there was a was a scout rifle that they had that I wanted to get, and I was able to acquire that that way. So, and Future War Cult, I just didn't like the way the guns looked. <laughs> they, they just didn't look good. I, I, they could have been. They, you know, they could have been great, but they look, they look kind of lame. <laughs> so, I mean, so, uh, aesthetics uh, is a thing. So it's, yeah, it, it's, aesthetics is a thing. This is, uh, and by the way, I, I kind of judge uh, real world firearms that same way. Uh, like I wouldn't buy one if it didn't look good, even if it performed well. Uh, I looks are almost as important as performance uh when it comes to real world firearms so i'm applying that to the video game the the, the gaming space here as well uh call it what you will but uh, so yeah that's where i'm i'm leaning more toward uh uh whatever whoever has the best looking weapons and the best performing weapons that's that's where i'm all righty that's then. where i'm looking all righty then so I'll, I'll, wait till the, I'll wait till it drops and see what's what the how the how the lay of the land looks uh, i always like the like uh, black and silver like dead orbit motif so so that's that's probably where i'm leaning but i like all three factions from the first game so it's just going to be really hard so oh, there yeah. you go Whoever has the Red Hand 9 clone is where I'm going to go. I'll put it that way. It's not all about Red Hand 9, man. It's all about <laughs> auto rifles, man. What are you talking about? No. So, yeah. So I help know. us help us uh, decide. You know, if, if you're part of the Gaming Vessels clan, let us know. You know, if you want to no. join, you know, open invites. Come in. Let us know. We're, we play uh, this game a lot, and we're trying to, we're trying to um, grind it up. So... If you want to play, you know, come on. Yeah, just let us know. Yeah, we already, if you look on our Twitter feed, we already have the link up and it's an open invite right now. We don't have to, you don't have, do not have to be pre-approved if I could say that properly. <laughs> so on that, but uh, that concludes our news for this week. Well, all right, folks. And uh, we had a lot of stuff to go over. We had a big some big news nuggets coming out of Tokyo Game Show. So I think with that, we're going to be bringing episode 19 of season one to a close. But before we do, we're going to let you know how to contact us. Uh, as always, folks, remember, we are a listener-based podcast. We want to get feedback from the folks that have taken the time out of their busy schedules to listen to us. And we also want to have people actually on the show to give their perspectives on on gaming. So we can get we can you can contact us by way of Twitter. I am at Shonuff71. Trader Joe is at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, Desmond is at uh, Nemo Cub at N-E-M-O-C-U-B. 
My PlayStation ID is Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven. Uh, Joe is at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And Dez is Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-G-G-R? That is correct. Okay, got it right. Yeah, I can spell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm also on Steam at Shonuff71, and I'm also on Xbox Live at Shonuff071, but you're the best place to contact me on uh, gaming systems for now is through the PlayStation Network. So, uh, And always we can get feedback from uh from uh, sorry we can <laughs> we you can send us your feedback to our uh official email which is gamingvessels at gmail.com if you have something you want to express a point of view you want to uh, comment on something that you heard on the show if you want to be on the show please send your send those requests and feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. So I think with that out of the way, I think we're going to bring this, officially bring this to a close. I am Shonuff71. That is the Bay Area Terra Dez, Nemo Cub, and he is the food max of gaming to maximize your gaming dollar. Trader Joe, a.k.a. Joe Fangul. That'll be me. And we will catch you all next week with episode 20 of Gaming Vessels. Peace.